Hello and welcome back to The Duchess and the Baron. I'm the Baron. And I'm the Duchess. Uh, we've been away for a couple of weeks. Yes. Something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, been busy, I guess, taking... I guess we'll call it our summer vacation. Our silly season. Our silly season. Not about us, but we have a little bit of a break. And also, it's a little bit quieter with the Royals during this time. Um, so we're actually back with a, a great episode. This one's going to be a lot of fun. Um, we do have the kind of the standard Royal Day in history, Royals out and about, um, which will be more of like a compact version. And then this episode is called... The Meghan and Harry Show. Oh, I didn't or know. the Megan show. I, I'd say the Megan show. The that's Megan gonna show. that's gonna fit better. <laughs> um, if this is your first time listening to us, uh, welcome. We are. Uh, I was gonna say a Dutch and British couple. Um, no, no, nope, definitely not. <laughs> uh, American British couple. I'm a Brit, and uh, the Duchess is a very big fan of the British royal family. Um, you can find us on Instagram at Dutch and Baron. That's D U C H uh, and Baron, and also at our website www dutchandbaron.com where we have a, a lot of media, blog posts, merchandise and, and just fun stuff about the British Royals. Um, so with that, shall we get started with uh, Royal Day in history? Yes, yeah. So first I'm going to start off with saying a happy belated birthday to Princess Beatrice. Her birthday was yesterday, August 8th. Because now it's August 9th. That's when we're recording. Um, and she turned 35. So she was born on August 8th, 1988 at Portland Hospital in London, England. So happy belated there. And But that's not a royal day in history. Oh, it's <laughs> a bumper one. Yes. Um, yeah, so we kind of have two. And, and I think they're kind of short and sweet. So as most people know, the royals usually go to Balmoral at this time of year for their summer holiday. Um, And on this day, there's two different years that I'm going to say. So one year, the royal family left for Balmoral in 1963. So that's not a surprise, right? We know that they go to Balmoral and there's images... Your laptop is in the way. I'm sorry. There's images here where you can see the royal family leaving for Balmoral. Um, and in this photo, I'm showing the Baron. We have Charles, Anne, and Andrew. Um, I don't see Edward in this photo, but they're young and they're at... Where are they? They're departing London from Euston Station. Yeah, Euston. Yep. So they left for Balmoral on this day in 1963 while the Queen and Duke of Edinburgh were on a tour of Wales. Um, my mum doesn't really know how to say that word, Euston, I think. Houston. Because I used to live in Houston as well. She always puts a very emphasis on the, like, uh, the EU becomes a hue. Is that, she's an Euston. Euston. <laughs> it really annoys me because she came from Euston Station. Yes, lovely. All right, well, Okay. Um, and then the other one we have, so, was a summer at Clarence House in 1951. Um, so this was just a bit, obviously, the royal family um, visited Clarence House a lot. Did, is that where the Queen well, I thought and Duke... Well, yeah. they, they lived there, right? Yeah, but um, on this day specifically in 1951, we have Princess... At the time, Elizabeth was it 
Yeah, Princess Elizabeth and the Duke of Edinburgh were joined by Prince Charles and Princess Anne as they posed for the press in the gardens of the newly refurbished Clarence House on this day. Mm. So, as we've seen in The Crown, right? Isn't that what well, the Duke of Edinburgh was very... She'd have been um, coronated. Did you say it was 1955? 1951. Oh, okay. I guess it wasn't. Sure. So... um. Yeah, just a few days after the Duke gave up his naval career and the couple became full-time working royals in the midst of the deteriorating health of King George VI. So, a few days later, though, the family joined the king and queen at Balmoral before beginning the next phase of their royal life. That's a pretty so, big yeah. one. Yeah. In terms of a just a almost changing of the guard, that, I don't remember. Did he die in 52? So it might have been the last trip that they had. Mm-hmm. Her, yeah, her so spell. in in early 1952 is when they went on a tour when and that that's when she succeeded to uh, the throne. Yeah, yeah, King George. Yeah, so um, but some really nice. I think we see a lot of these photos. I mean, they're very cute of those four. Um, I tell you, what, so we're, obviously we're looking at some of them in black and white, and some of them have been uh, redone but in color. Um, obviously, a, a British summer isn't always that warm. Um, I mean, it looks like nice pictures, but I mean, they're wearing. I mean, uh, Duke of Edinburgh is wearing a three-piece suit with a tie all the way up. That's uncomfortable. That's not a nice summer attire. Yeah, well, maybe. I mean, even they if it could have like only light. taken a couple minutes to yeah, maybe not course, a couple with little children, but you know, probably for the right? photos and yeah. then. But yeah, really nice moments there, um, and oh. it looked like a nice summer day. Yeah. So uh, that's Royal Day in history. Yep. Yeah. So um, now we're going to go into the royal events. So um, talking about silly season, the royal family is on their summer holiday. Mm-hmm. Uh, I know a lot of them. I know the king and queen are up at, on the Balmoral estate doing events and stuff there. And I know they have invited the rest of the family. So I think the majority are planning to spend at least some of the summer holiday up there. I think I said everyone except for Meghan and Harry. Um, so, but everyone else, you know, so like the <laughs> Prince and Princess of Wales. But they did have an invite. And their job. It did not say that in what I've read. Um, but the but prin- wait, uh, Apparently, this said there was an open invite. Oh, uh, okay. That's, open that's what quote. No quote. Yeah, I, I think, I think that, um. Yeah, but. I said I, there's an open invite for them to, to come. Yeah, I mean, they could have invited them, but think about having I don't the think whole royal, them. yeah, I, I whole think royal family to be like. There's always an open invite. We're not asking you to come a specific day, yeah. but you're always welcome. Yes. They'd probably be surprised if they called unannounced. Oh, yes. I think William would probably not be very happy. Um, but yeah, so going back to it, you know, I think the most of the royal family other than Harry and Meghan have been invited so the prince and princess of Wales and their children the duke and duchess of Edinburgh and their children princess royal her children um I'm guessing the Yorks as well but um obviously prince Andrew they don't really talk about him so um but I can imagine princess Eugenie and princess Beatrice with their families um so yeah so they're up there, so not as many actual events from them. Um, but I'll go over just a quick recap of some of the things they've been doing. Um, and then I have two that are that I'll get into after. And then we'll get on to Harry and Meghan. Um, so real quick, so as I said, the king and queen are up in, at Balmoral in Scotland. 
Um, so on August 2nd, which was a year ago, or not a year ago, a week ago from today, the King officially opened Eight Doors Whiskey Distillery. So that's Scotland's most most northerly mainland whiskey distillery with their Scotch whiskey, the first to be produced in the village since 1837. Oh, wow. And he's wearing a kilt and everything, dressed up for the occasion. Um, so, yeah, so he, he's still... I mean, these aren't. Is he? Did he just open it, or was it? Is he part owner, or is it part of a? You know what I mean? Is it part of his business venture? Do you know? Um, on their Instagram, it just said he officially opened it. Okay, probably. Yeah. Um, but that is it. Um, and then also we had the Edinburgh tattoo, um, event this last week. So there was a rehearsal on August third. Um, the kind of last rehearsal ahead of the event for this year. So at Redford Barracks in Edinburgh, the Princess Royal watched some of the spectacular artistic performances by international military bands ahead of this year's event. So there she is, always working, mm. always working. She's previewing them. Um, and then on August 5th, we have the King at the May Games. Is that how I say it? M-E-Y Games. It looks like the, um, it's not the Scottish Highland Games, is it? it? I don't know. It looks Scottish similar Games. from what... Yeah. Well, it says, so the king joined spectators in watching traditional sports and presented a trophy to the winning tug-of-war team. And again, he is sporting that kilt with his sunglasses, looking very happy. Smile, do, um, Well, I, I think, I know that the Scots don't necessarily like them, but um, they definitely like Scotland. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think the culture of it all. Yep. Um, well, I know there's been some recent um, things in the media. I guess you'll say about Prince William not really wearing the kilt as much as the king, and obviously he's Prince of Wales. Or mm. no, he's Prince of Wales, not Prince of Scotland. So. Yeah, probably, probably <laughs> but still, way. but you know, he does need to represent them. So, yeah, so there I, has been a bit. I think Charles has yeah. always probably lent more to that way. That's a good point. I don't. I haven't probably seen William as much in them. Um, they're a pain in the ass to put on. I, I can imagine, yeah. There's a lot. There's a lot that goes into it. I mean, I'm sure he you know, obviously he doesn't dress himself, but yeah. Um, well, and I think the other note too that people have made is uh, Kate and Will don't go up to Scotland as much, um, which people feel like they should, but maybe over time they will. Gosh, I'd be up there all the time if I had bought Balmoral. Right. Um, and then, so moving on, so uh, for on August 8th, so yesterday, the Edinburgh Tattoo um, event for the evening as Honorary Air Commodore of RAF Waddington, the Duke of Edinburgh, took the salute. So he looks very nice. I'm just showing the Baron some photos. Looks very, like, proper. Oh, my gosh, that's an interesting color. I, I guess it is the RAF. So yeah. I guess it's like kind of the light blue, but um, yeah. It's very proper, good. And then last but not least, again, the Duke of Edinburgh. So over the weekend, uh, the Duke of Edinburgh as patron joined musicians and artists to celebrate the annual Edinburgh International Festival. So the festival brings people together with a program of the finest performers from the worlds of dance, opera, music, and theater. So they are, I mean, I know people say it's silly season. What, what and is they're silly season? on Basically silly Rumors? season. Yeah. Like, if you, like, the media has just come out a lot with, like, 
just, just stuff to sell papers. Yeah. yeah. And and about the royal family. And again, I think part of the reason why we're talking about Meghan and Harry today is they've come out with a lot within the past week. Um, probably because they know they can get that attention. Is this is this a nice segue? Um, quick one. So Twitter's changed. What what's the X represent? They're X. That's what they're called now. X. They're just called X? X. I think. X. But it's still Twitter.com. Yeah. I don't think they could be X.com. I don't know. That's an interesting change. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. At X. I don't know. Maybe you should um, head up Elon. Say what's going on with that. Yeah. Strange. Um, all right. Shall we, shall we get into the, the main event then? Oh, so I do have two more small things. Um, not actual events that the Royals have done, but just kind of some news. Okay. Sorry. Um, and they'll be quick, um, but they are really important. Well, one's like, I just, it came out today. So Prince William was named as the U.S.'s most popular public figurehead today. <laughs> what um, source is this? So, so I'm reading this from the Telegraph, but uh, a new Gallup survey asked Americans for their views on 15 public figures who are prominent in the news. The prince was found to be viewed most favorably, while Putin was seen least favorably. But the prince emerged as the strongest candidate with 59% of respondents saying they viewed him favor- favor- favorably. Yes. Just ahead of the Ukrainian president at 57%. And then Trump, the former U.S. president, was in sixth place with a 41% positive rating. Oh, wow. That's pretty high. Yep. And then the king was fourth with 46% of respondents viewing him favorably. So only 22% of Americans surveyed viewed the prince unfavorably, making his vote the lowest unfavorable rating on the list of 15. So... What a weird dinner party of right? all those people. Right, but I mean, he can bring the people put yourself next of to the U.S. together. Good. And I think I read something here. Next president. Well, I think people were like, oh, they can bring the Republicans and Democrats together. But I did see this and I was like, I bet Harry and Meghan are pissed they didn't make this list. Well, they probably weren't even in the... Uh, no, they weren't. Because let's see, some other people included Joe Biden, Jill Biden, Kamala Harris... Ron DeSantis and Mike Pence. It was all very political, with it the is. exception of. Was well, King and or yeah, the King and William, but yeah. yeah. So I just thought that was like a nice, fun little. Yeah, no, thing. that is that is interesting. Um, and then the last thing I'm going to go over. Uh, so this just came out. I think th- th- this last week today. Um, kind of some stirrings about it. So on September eighth, twenty twenty three, will be one year since Queen Elizabeth's passing. So the royal family or media have started to tar- talk like how will they mark the first anniversary. Um, so the Prince and Princess of Wales will reportedly lead tributes to Queen Elizabeth on the anniversary. So they're both said to be set to deliver a message to the British public about honoring the legacy of the late monarch next month to mark her passing. Um, and then they will do it, it says, at, the, at her beloved Balmoral Estate in Scotland. And then uh, a royal source told the Daily Mirror about how their tribute will be about looking forward in the wake of the late Queen's legacy. Her Majesty's passing was an event that truly signified the end of an era. Um, so they, those two will kind of be the ones kind of leading this. And then King Charles 
is reportedly set to take a step back for the commemoration and will be spending his time quietly and privately at Balmoral, according to a source. And I believe that's the way Queen Elizabeth um, kind of commemorated her father passing, you know, her ascension and everything like that. Um, so he's going to probably yeah. take take a page from her book and, and do the same. And, and her him and the Queen will yeah, probably- mark it privately, which is... I think very appropriate. Yeah, I mean, I think you know, at the funeral, it's everybody's watching, right? So it's not really uh, something where you, can, especially with the royals, you can show as much emotion, or you can't really do it in private. So yeah, that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Yes. Okay. And then, so that's <laughs> that was the last, the last that I had until we dive into the Megan show. Oh, okay. That was the last one. Okay. Yes. Cool. But those two were yeah, yeah, no, the, the, the pretty so. big ones. Yeah, yeah. Um, all right, and, and I'm sure stuff will start to pick up as we get closer to September. Um, all right, where do, you, where do you want to start with this? Uh, what's your, um, I don't know, premise on, on why it was called The Megan Show? I mean, I have a lot of stuff, but... Yeah, I mean, so I have a few things that have happened within the last week that's kind of drawn a lot of attention to her, mostly her, um... Okay, well, um, we can talk about that. And so what, what I have really is there's some rumours um, and basically it's around their divorce, you know, if there's a potential mm-hmm. divorce and then the potential outcomes if they did get divorced. And I'm doing a little bit of my investigation, trying to find out some truth and um, facts, and which is mm-hmm. part of means truth, and um, false. <laughs> yeah, well, but so... Let's make yours the big finale, because mine are... The coup de gras. Yeah, well, like the royal topic okay. of the week. Because um, mine are more on events that have happened this past week, because they have been in the news and media a lot. Okay. Yeah, well, it, might bleed, it might bleed into some of the, the stuff that I have, but yeah, yeah. Let, let, let's do it. Definitely. Um, so, yes, we heard a lot from Meghan and Harry <laughs> since probably this time last week. Uh, so the first one that kind of stood out to me and I did do an eye roll I will not um lie about this so people had this exclusive article and I'll just read you the title Meghan Markle and Prince Harry's obstacles to success in Hollywood quote house with no foundation um and I I told the Baron about this do you do you remember kind of what it was about obviously we're gonna go through it on here but I think even just from the title, I was just like, oh, really? Obstacle su- success in Hollywood? Like, there, it's just it's just another poor me story, I felt like. And it was basically going through, like, how they're experiencing growing pains and finding a path to, su- to find success in Hollywood. Um, which I feel like it... Don't you have to have it, talent? <laughs> We'll go through this article, but I feel like it's just, it's basically saying the same story kind of about the royal family, but just in Hollywood In, in a now. different world, that, that, that they've got the same struggles. Right. So um, just to, to, I guess, recap everything they've done, right? They had the Netflix and then the Spotify deal. The Netflix was supposed to be like $100 million over a span of time. So they had their Netflix documentary. Um, I believe they had another show that came out that I don't think did as well either. Um, and then they had the podcast with Spotify, and that was like a whole 
excuse my language, but shit show, as we saw from the media and even from executives from Spotify. So that was not good. And then Harry did have spare as well. Um, But they were criticized by everyone, especially. Oh, so they were criticized about the podcast and how they handled that. And then Wall Street Journal also criticized them for low content output on Netflix, where their deal is valued at $100 So in this... And I don't think any of it ever says, like, it's, like, insiders and stuff like that. Um, So I don't see anything ever being like, oh, Harry or Meghan said this. But I don't know. It says it's an exclusive. And the the timing's just interesting, especially about the other article that came out the other day. Um, But it says, like, various factors at play, why they couldn't be successful. So COVID wrecked havoc across much of Hollywood. Um, and then now the actor strike. What else was it? Oh, this one was an interesting one. A Hollywood insider. The attention, commotion, and hubbub was wrapped up in the fact that Harry is a royal and people threw money at them with hopes and dreams that it would translate into success. But I think it's been a rude awakening for everyone. It's like they built a house with no foundation. Um, the royal element and in some ways the drama around them inflated the price, deals, and expectations. And I definitely agree yeah. with that. Yeah. Um, yeah, it doesn't ensure quality, does it? Yeah. You don't know what, if you if you don't know what the contents. Yeah. Of course, people are going to be intrigued, but y- that intrigue but only it goes lasts away. for so long. Yeah. If the content's good, then it then it continues. Right? But they don't. Yeah, and and I think part of it is, I I don't think they necessarily have the skill, but I don't know if they actually have the hard work in them to, you know, do better and get that skill because it doesn't sound like they really listen to... But no, I don't think they do a lot to listen to people advisors. And, and um, yeah, so it, says, so it says in here, obviously Harry and Meghan did very well for their Netflix series, um, but without the royal component, they, have, they haven't had that same success. So the docuseries Live to Lead, that one didn't do great. And then an animated project called Pearl was quietly dropped last year. Um, <laughs> that was quite. Which I, which I didn't even know that one. Um, but let's see. And then one of the things that the critics said about the podcast is what works in podcasting is authenticity and intimacy and revealing things either about yourself or about a topic that says something that listeners haven't really thought about. None of that happened. And Megan wasn't prepared to do that because she lives an incredibly guarded life. So, I mean, yeah, I don't think she really revealed anything new in that. I think she, pre- I don't know. What What do you think? I know you had a, hmm. I think, so this this is going to be a real um, random simile. Um, so I was watching, I don't know what you were, I think you were out um, with the gals or something getting, you're out, what, what night were you out last week? Maybe Friday or something. Anyway, um Oh yeah, you were at Barbie. You were watching Barbie with the girls. Mm-hmm. Um, so I watched uh, an ES. I forgot I had ESPN Plus. So I, I thought, you know, they might have some good sporting movies, um, and one of them was uh, on the XFL, mm-hmm. uh, which was in two thousand and one, and it started with um, one of the. I think he was called Vince. Somebody who worked at NBC. One of the, the earliest ever directors. He just revolutionized. Um, the, the media for, for many things. So he had a great reputation. And then um, Vince McMahon, who was 
WWE or mm-hmm. WWF uh, at the time, you know, and really kind of made that. I think in something ridiculous, in one in every four homes, people watching wrestling, like it, it was huge. So you brought these two people together, and the way that they advertised it was, we're going to change NFL, we're going to take all the rubbish and all this and bring in, you know, more aggression and better rules, all this. Mm-hmm. And they were talking about it for like kind of up to a year. Um, but they hadn't really planned it. They didn't really have teams. They didn't really have stadiums. They didn't even know what the rules were. They hadn't even said to their advisors what was going to happen. So it was something ridiculous, like the highest viewed um, event for a, a launch at the time ever. Mm-hmm. But then the drop-off the week after was like 76%, and it kept on going down to mm-hmm. the point where it was like 1.5%. Um, and and that was the smallest ever prime time viewership on um, like one of the big uh, networks, mm-hmm. and it reminded me of yeah. Harry and Meghan. We, we're going to have this revelationly book. We're going to have this Netflix show that's going to have so much, and it's going to be um, yeah, you know, just not awe inspiring, but just like kind of groundbreaking and, and scandalous. Mm-hmm. And then, especially with the Netflix show, you I, how many hours was it? That's it. Four or five something. It was three episodes of it was. It was there was a lot. It's too long. But there was nothing that it wasn't was anything revealed that yeah. wasn't, and it wasn't really. It wasn't about their life. It didn't seem like it didn't seem authentic no, from my perspective it either. It you definitely seemed like acted. There's like you know, well, it, it I don't think Harry's a very big good actor. I mean, I don't think Megan is either. <laughs> but you know, there was definitely some scenes. It's contrived, and I think. She was trying to be like witty and funny, and it was just like, I don't see that personally. Um, but yeah, like in that one specifically, I didn't see any authenticity, which I think is but, people. And that's what I mean. So people are like, wait, th- this is it? You and this is what happened with XFL was people like, oh, we're gonna have that like sexy cheerleaders and like kind of, it, and and but the, the quality of the actual football was really poor. So like, mm. wait, yeah, yeah, you kind of. The PR has been good up till now, mm-hmm. but if your content's and it got dropped after a year, they yeah. signed a, a, a two-year deal and they dropped it after the first. Um, yeah, and I feel that's that's very similar. They've had a year of this, nearly, right with Spotify, Spare, and mm-hmm. the Netflix show. It's all it's been all in the last year, right? Yeah, I mean, I feel like it's like with anything, right? Anything in life, if you can't deliver, people are going to drop you because people want to make money at the end of it and it, and they're paying them a lot of money. Um, I mean, and for podcasts, like, they should be able to do that. I don't know why. They have a team. But, and they had a team of people that they, you know, they, they, they have their own company. Yeah, exactly. And and they think, they they know better than everyone else but they also don't like so so this quote again is like revealing things either about yourself um i feel like if they just took a one percent of accountability it would just make them so much it'd make a lot more people relate to them as well but it's not really that it just doesn't feel they're, they're out in their own different planet exactly so they, like you said it's they're not, not relatable, relatable so they're not likable yeah at the same time so um Going on with this, and I think this is like the the big chunk of what they're saying. 
Uh, so a source close to the archetype's production says the couple was not set up for success at Spotify. They were given no formal lay of the land to kick things off, so they were already on unsteady footing even before the ink was dry. Um, and then leading Archwell's production company, the couple has also experienced ongoing staff turnover. In a statement to the Wall Street Journal in June, a spokesperson said new companies often make changes in their startup phase, both with people and strategy, and we are no exception. And some people argue that they are being held to a higher standard than others in the business. So a couple of things here. First of all, that quote that they were given no formal lay of the land, that sounds very Megan of what she said about the royal family. No one was, no one was there to help her. No one was there to coach her, tell her things. But it's the same thing because you, you you heard also that there was um, what was it Soph not Soph yeah it was Sophie, Sophie that was yeah. supposed to have been helping her and, and guiding her and the same thing that's why I, I thought about this as you were talking um, they they can't tell people that they think they know best because Harry has no if she has PR um, support when he was in the royal family but also that's a very unique situation that doesn't really carry forward to other parts of media, right? It, it, it just doesn't. It's not an experience that you can um, carry over. And then with Megan, um, she she was in that box show. Suits? Oh, Deal or No Deal. Deal or No Deal, and then Suits. I don't know if I'm being anything else. And I think if you've got people, and this is an extreme, but if you look at people like Reese Witherspoon, she's been in so many movies, so many big TV shows, she, and and you, I know and you're she gonna, has her like production company. She's got now. a production company, and, and I know you're going to come books. into this. Like she's got the books, and then she kind of makes those into movies. So she knows that world because of her talent that's kind of awarded her that. So for for Megan, uh, I just you can't be in a position now. If Reese Witherspoon, said but you to can't. Some, but you can't say Megan and Reese. Are, uh, Reese is like an A-list actress. Megan, no, that, did that's what suits. I'm saying. Exactly, but that's what I'm saying is you can't say to people at Spotify or at Netflix who are trying to give you advice, who have more experience, you can't say to them that I know better or presume that you know better. Mm-hmm. Now, if Reese Witherspoon said to to a kind of a producer at Netflix or um, on on Spotify, you're like. All right, you know what this is. So, so that that's my point. Is I there's no like it says there's no foundation. There's no grounds for them to be this other than that Harry was a prince. Yeah, I mean, I think you have to earn people's respect, and you do that through hard work. And they don't do that. Um, if some, but also if someone gives you twenty or a hundred million dollars, if I'm like I'm going to give you twenty million dollars, I'm like you better be able. I don't know if it's you. I don't know if it's your team, but you somehow better be able to, you know, give me something good because that, that's a lot of money. It's not like, oh, I'm giving you a hundred grand, you know, maybe, yeah. maybe, you know, like an average salary, let's say, right for this. No. And, and podcasts are work, but it was what a six episode pod, like podcast series. I think, it, I think like, it was, it was closer eight. to 12, but I think when we worked Sorry, out... Sorry, 12. But when I actually looked at it, it was it was about six hours of um, work because she wouldn't have done any ed- editing of the exactly. production. So it was about a legitimate six six hours. Um, I, I think I, I'm not... I won't say that they're not hard workers. I, I think they probably are both hard workers. I just think that they don't put the energy in the right place. Often if you try to well, do too many things at the same time, the, the, the were you about to say something? The, the, the quality fails. 
and it's it's just it's just too much noise. Yeah, I mean, I agree with that, but I also so another thing that I said in this article was the couple has also experienced ongoing staff turnover. So I know some of that staff has come out and been like, they did not let us be part of these projects. They, I don't think they said bully, but there were those bullying allegations against Megan when she was part of the royal family. So she, like, this isn't the first time that they've had staff issues. Um, so there's definitely something there. And and so so there's two things. So they say, they kind of put it on Spotify, Netflix, like, oh, no one told us, you know, how to really do this. So we were on un, uneven footing. Again, take some accountability. The second thing was, okay, they have ongoing staff turnover, but what they say is new companies often make changes in their startup phase, both with people and strategy. So again, okay, yeah, there's ongoing staff tur- turnover, but that's not on us. That's because it's a startup. Again, it's no accountability. I mean, I would just hope from this, especially the archetypes, be like, okay, you know what? We learned X, Y, and Z, and we're ready for some. But, and I think that's a big problem with it. If you're running mm-hmm. a company, you're constantly making mistakes, but you need to learn from them or you're never going to be successful. Well, yeah, you, you're looking for some accountability that can lead to some relatability and then popularity, and it's, it's more of a win-win. But that's why I don't think they will be successful necessarily. Um, and then kind of going on to this, which I actually wasn't going to bring this up, but going on, I think you were talking about Harry, how he doesn't really have any experience. And he doesn't because something else that came out this last week was, so he is the, is it like chief impact officer of that San Francisco-based mental health startup called Better Up, and they had to lay off 16% of its workforce or some 100 employees. Wait, it's called Better Up? Yes. That's interesting. I, um, I actually spoke to them. Oh. As an interview. Well, I mean, so some of the staff said, like, they don't know what Harry does. He doesn't do anything. There was So <laughs> he was blasted for doing zero work at BetterUp despite seven-figure salary, argue laid-off employees. So obviously that, you know, they're probably going through a hard time, so that could probably be from some anger, things like that. Um, but again, it's just another kind of, okay, not another venture that's not necessarily, well, not necessarily, that that's that not being successful. successful. Yeah. And you have people that work for you not, you know, saying negative things about you. Um, it, it, it's kind of the same thing, you know, with the royal family. Um, it was like, oh, well, it wasn't really us, you know, when they talked to Oprah, they called them racist, even though they said they didn't. Um, but you know what I mean? It's just this, like, it's a new new people, new company, new whatever they're dealing with, but the same old story, I feel like. Yeah, and, and I think look, the, the, the idea um, about the kind of having somebody like Prince Harry's, the royals do have a good... Um, track record based on you know meeting with Kennedys, Reagans, on support with the economy. I, I know it was a Crown episode, but there's one of them where I think it was Margaret was went over and and basically secured 
a, a loan for the for the British government so that their the pound wasn't um, de uh, gosh what's it called where it kind of goes down a level degraded mm-hmm. um, so they they do have history but of being I, I I think that's more influence rather yeah, than no, that, that's that's right but that's if so if my understanding is if you see the chief impact officer and, and you know I did well uh, obviously his his influence wasn't great yeah so I, I did speak to this organization and I think um, you know honestly it's I would imagine he they'd want him to talk about the 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 benefits of using them and having him lead them to other big companies. Yeah, obviously you wouldn't you think I I actually had it. I knew he was this chief impact officer um but I think since he first became I hadn't heard anything from from him right about it. So you would think if you have this public face you want you know kind of some of his influence you would think like hey maybe do i don't know events or or something around it um but yeah yeah no that is interesting yeah Um, but yeah i I, I was just double checking it's the exact same company um they're a little bit like uh udemy Mm -hmm. but udemy's better (laughs) um yeah so should we go to the next article Yes, what you got? Um, yeah, so this uh, this came out, I think, this last week. Um, so, as we know, Harry and Meghan have that deal with Netflix to, you know, basically produce content through their company, Archwell Productions. So, it says they, they, they bought the rights to the best-selling novel, Meet Me at the Lake, mm. through their company, Archwell Productions, and will work with Netflix to bring the story to the small screen. Um, a spokesperson for Penguin Random House confirmed to Forbes on Monday. So adapting the story that shares several similarities to their own lives. And I'll, and I'll kind of go into that. Um, so the novel tells the story of Will and Fern, a couple who meet in their 30s. Harry and Megan met in their 30s, I believe. Mm-hmm. I know she was definitely in her 30s. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah and deals with themes of childhood trauma that closely resemble Harry and Markle's own lives, including losing a parent in a car crash, as Harry did with Princess Diana, and postpartum struggles, which Markle opened up about in the 2021 interview with Oprah. It is set near Toronto, where Markle was living when she started dating Harry and filming the show Suits, and discusses mental health challenges, which this prince discussed in length in his memoir, Sphere. Um, so it does share the same publisher as Spare, and it spent five weeks on the New York Times bestseller list. Um, yeah, and then I and then I said the Sun estimated Archwell Productions paid as much as three point eight million dollars for the film rights, but Penguin Random House did not confirm the dollar amount to Forbes. So there's been some interesting stuff there. I mean, I think Archwell Productions probably paid for it. I would guess. Um, but I know I saw in the media, and I don't know if this was just tabloids or whatnot, um, they were saying that Netflix probably bought the rights to it and are just, like, letting them, I don't know, be part of that project or something like that. I don't know. I don't know if that's tabloids or what, but Forbes said um, that Archwell Productions paid for it, So, which is through their company, right? Not them yeah, specifically, I'm, but... I mean, what they could do... 
is. I'm just trying to think because they actually they, they definitely could have bought the rights. Then they have to produce it, and then they might go in with Netflix, and then Netflix takes the the main share of mm-hmm. the, the profit. Because I mean, Netflix is always looking for new shows, right? They're always mm-hmm. looking at, at things like that. Actually, I actually think this isn't a bad idea for them because like, it's about them, basically. No, no. I I mean, like, kind of. Do you think that for Harry? We know he has mental health issues, especially surrounding his mother's, you know, death and stuff. Um, do you think this will be a healthy thing for him? Or do you think he will feel like he's going to have to le- relive through it and not be a good thing for him? I, I don't know. I, I Honestly, with the, the, the Harry um, pieces, he handles it very differently, it seems. To, I mean, will, William doesn't really talk about it as as much I, th- I think from watching the Netflix uh, documentary Diana was placed like brand placement you know like in movies and you well, like even in their can. car chase there's a right there's Harry a said it's the closest he's felt to his mother I mean yeah I, if it feels more like and this this is appalling for me to say I, I think it's I see he uses Diana more as a brand placement, like uh, somebody will use a Coke can uh, uh, in a in a movie, mm-hmm. uh, and 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 that's why I think, sure, the, the mental health piece. I I, I don't know. I, I I can only imagine it, it. It was horrific, but I just don't feel it's genuine. That the the stuff that we saw on the. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I mean, so are, are you going to be watching this? It sounds like... I might do. And I said, look, and, and the reason why I say it's a good... Now, I think, obviously, I'd probably give it a little bit more credibility if it, it didn't... Um, obviously, Toronto's on the Great Lakes, right? So th- there are some very nice areas uh, around there. Um, well, it, does, it is called Meet Me at the Lake. <laughs> right. Um, I, I just think if they'd have chosen a, a New York Times bestseller that had nothing to do with that and they thought this has a lot of um and i mean if it's a new york times best it's probably a good book it's probably a good story right so um hopefully they don't f it up yeah but i, I don't think it's a bad idea uh, is she gonna be an actress in it oh i guess we'll have to see but you know what i mean i mean that's potentially an avenue for it to do it's like um uh, she probably shouldn't because i think more people would watch it if she wasn't in it now at this point and it's probably Yes, I'd especially in the U.S. I'd watch it just to see kind of what level of acting, because Suits is, I've only ever seen her in Suits, so I don't know if she can do a different character outside of. I'd, I'd, watch, it, I'd, watch, I'd watch the first couple of episodes. I think No, I think it's a movie. Oh, I'd watch 20 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, and I feel like we've talked about this before, but I feel like everything, like it sounds like another story that I, I feel like so much that has come out with movies and shows, it's all very, like, dark and depressing. <laughs> and um, this sounds like it would be quite, 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 yeah, as well, yeah. which I'm not saying is, like, a bad, you know, if, if, but you're if right, that's... you're right, there's a lot of it out there. I just feel like there's less and less just... Light-hearted. Yeah. We watch Magnolia. Sweet Magnolia. Sweet Magnolia. That's and a good one. It's... It's not some of it's not the best acting. In fact, it, it, it's some of the worst acting um, for some Excuse of it. Excuse me. The, the guy from American Pie. <laughs> oh, and Genevieve, I, I just, I can't be behest to me. 
that that you came and and, and saw our boy Tony, and it's like he didn't like they say, I, I don't know what's his name, Chris something. It's like Chris, just can you do a, a good southern accent? Well, 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 of course I can. <laughs> and and so there's there's him, um, yeah. but it's easy watching. It's like there's nothing. But that's what I and. I'm not saying like... There's some nice fun moments that the ladies have margaritas and chat. So no, you're right that there isn't enough... I just feel like... And and I'm not saying there's anything wrong with watching those kinds of movies. I just feel like there's so much of it now... I mean, if you watch too much of it, it gets a bit much. It's just all... You know, It's I feel like it's all the time what comes out. Um, So for me personally, that's where I would be. Yeah. Interesting. I am interested to see what, what happens with that though. Yeah, so we'll see. I mean, they just announced that they just bought it. So, I mean, there is a lot of stuff to do between now and then, and I think a lot of things can happen, right? Script writing, casting. Yes, um, a lot of things can go wrong between. I mean, it'll take years. Uh, I wouldn't say take years. Maybe a couple, Max. Yeah, it would take years. No, I think think they can turn that around pretty quick. Do all of that in film. I, I think it would take at least a couple of years. So I remember, um, but I don't know. Maybe. I don't do you, and okay, so this is uh, definitely on, on point for this. Um, when when we lived in Denver, my company we held an event um, with the the head of technology from Netflix. Were you at that one? I'm not sure. I don't remember. So anyway, I um, can't remember his name, but we hosted this event, right? And uh, on the event. One of the questions asked him was like, you know, what 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 is the future of, of Netflix? Kind of, you know, what what can you tell me? Is like, kind of, where do you see it going? And a lot of it was, um, and this is going back to twenty nineteen uh, ish, I'd say. Um, so for four, four years ago, and he said, "Look, um, Baron, <laughs> um, we, we we're really looking at how we can." speed up production it doesn't have to just be in hollywood he said a lot of the problems with hollywood is the cost to produce in hollywood so we're looking at equipment and and things like that and how can we make um pieces quicker and and stuff so i th- i think that that is something that netflix can do i think they can turn around i'm not just stranger things takes about five years for every bloody season and there's a gap but something like this it's not like there's going to be cgi right it should be just um if they're trying to make Megan in her young 30s. I'm just kidding. <laughs> Let's get that out. No, that's fine. Okay. Um, so, anyway. So, I d- yeah. I, interesting. I, I am actually excited. Not excited. That is a very wrong word. I, I'm intrigued to see where this piece goes. But I don't think it's their worst idea. Okay. It'll make you c- keep our Netflix account. Because we've kind of thought about it. Well, I think you pay for it. So, uh we we did downgrade it. Might have to change that. Okay. Um, so next we're gonna talk about so Megan turned forty two on Friday, August fourth. It was her birthday. Um Some said that she or her sister said um, Her sister she said. She's got a stepsister, right? Or not a stepsister, a half sister. Half sister. Said that she was forty six and that she's lying. Uh, did oh. you see that? I don't know. I mean I think She's said a lot as well previously, so I don't know. I don't. I don't know. Anyway, that, that, that's what she. Um, <laughs> and yeah, um, but I'm I'm bringing this up because uh, most of last week there was this Instagram account 
called at Megan mm. and it was just Megan. And, um, I think everyone, we were all thinking, and I think there was even, a uh, a magazine or a news source that said, Oh, it's like, it's Megan Markle's coming back to Instagram. Like it's her account because it doesn't have, it doesn't have any, um, was that Cosmo? Uh, oh, the no. sense of you. Sorry, I was just showing you the, uh, Oh, the um, but yeah, so it just has like kind of like a default photo and then like no no other photos to it, but the profile photo, it just had like a default. Um, so then there was like this rumor going around that it was her and she was coming back. And then I think it has like thousands of people following her now. And I think we all thought that she was going to post something on Friday for her birthday, like as a, de- you know, debut, de- debut. Um, and then she never did. So I don't know if this is some random Megan or not. Well, I think it is. It, I guess so, but I think I, I was talking to someone else on Instagram, and they said that they found the account was opened about a year ago, and they've had one name change. They couldn't see what the name change was, but like, and I just think it's crazy. How do you get at Megan for a name? Right. Like, I feel like you have to have some strings. Could there, be, uh, there's more than could be Rapino. I don't know. Is that how you spell it? Because there's different ways to spell there's Megan as well. Without the H or with the the H. Right? I'm sure she has an Instagram already. Um, but yeah. So if anyone knows, well, could I be uh, the Family Guy Megan. <laughs> if anyone knows who that is, or just I don't know, can like close the loop of this is definitely not Megan. This is someone else because. I mean, it still could technically be her, and maybe she's waiting for a different date to release something. We don't know. But I did not I see... Bet she, I bet she loves that that's... It was even. trending. Yeah. Yeah, I know. So, yeah. So, if anyone knows, um, please let us know, and we can update everyone next week. Um, and then, last but not least... Um, so it was reported that Megan was at the Taylor Swift concert last night in LA. And I only mention this because, uh, oh yes, I was in LA last night. Um, no, I wish I could go to Taylor Swift's concert. Um, but remember that, uh, Megan, they asked Taylor to be on the, on her podcast. Oh yeah. And Taylor, Taylor didn't even no, what she didn't it, ignore it? it, but she didn't respond personally, but she had, team. like, yeah, declined it. So people are like, oh, Megan's really trying to be your friend. <laughs> yeah. it was well, I, I was going to say, when you talked about uh, bullying staff members or just not being nice to staff members, you've got to think about the circle that she runs in, which is Ellen. Yes. Oh, yeah. was kind of mm-hmm. told off for yeah. how she, she spoke to staff bully. members. Yeah, yeah. And I know, I mean... I think uh, Taylor, it seems like, at least from what, what I've seen, she treats her staff very well. I think she gave them all, like, an extra bonus just from how well her tour's done recently. Like, a a, a good chunk of bonus. Yeah. yeah. Well, that would just probably make them perform even better because then they'll, they'll know that. Yeah. It's a good incentive. Well, um, see, but that's what you do. When people do well, then you reward them. Yeah. Okay. Um, that that's all I have. So now we can talk about your topic. No, I, I think that's good. And, and look, I think um, you know the, the, the having to 
reinvent themselves. It, it's interesting. So look, I, so I, I'll um, preface this by saying I really hope this doesn't happen. I really hope they don't get divorced. And, and the reason why I don't hip, hope they get divorced is um, because they have kids, mm-hmm. right? So I just I just don't think it's a, a good thing. However, um, I'm going to give you some sources of information and, and I want you to see where you think it's heading. I've tried to be as uh, unbiased and objective as possible with this. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I'll give my own notes. Um, so you'd have heard, I'm trying to think, well, we, we're, th- there's been a lot of rumours about the divorce, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Kind of coming up. Now, the first couple of things that I heard going back a few months ago was one, um, there's somebody that uh, in Montecito, there's a hotel that said they always have a room open for Harry and he stays here re- quite regularly. Um, the other one was a clip of them um, at an LA Lakers game. Um, and you were going to talk about it, but he's like, you know what? It might not even be worthy, worth mentioning. So we didn't actually talk about it. But they were on Kiss Cam. And Harry went in for the kiss, and Megan was just like, no, no, stop it, Harry. We're not doing this. We're better than this. It, it, it felt like she it was didn't, thinking... Was she laughing instead? Is that what she did? Yeah, doing? but yeah. she kind of, like, he was going to go, and she was like, kind of shook her head, kind of. It was, it, was, it was an awkward moment, but also, like, if he's the royal, right, so that kind of public display of affection, it would make more sense if he didn't want to do it rather than her. Mm-hmm. But she was like, no, no, we're, we're kind of above that. You run suits and uh, deal or no deal. Um, so I think I, I saw that. I was like, that that's strange. And, and obviously, the, you call it silly season, right? So so papers are just trying to sell um, tabloids mm-hmm. and stuff like that. So it kind of makes sense. Um, so I think... I'm just trying to think where where it's best to to stay here. So um, they've kind of tried to, what's the word, debunk a lot of this. So in the same week, they were in the cover of People and Us Weekly. um, Was that last week? I think it was last week. Mm -hmm. uh, And (laughs) in, in Marie Claire, they said, no, there is no truth behind this. There is no kind of that they're spending time apart or anything like that. It's and, and this is them quoting it, uh, Meghan Harry, nothing but smiles and laughter. And then uh, another quote, which was, um, we, have, uh, with, with, we have a fun, flirty relationship. Now, this, this is what it reminded me of when I read that. And I'm just, just thinking about nothing but smiles and laughter here. And um, we have a fun, flirty relationship. I'm fine. Really? Absolutely. I'm fine. (laughs) Totally fine. It's like, instead of I'm, it'd be like, we're fine. Yeah. (laughs) Fun, flirty relationship, just nothing but smiles and laughter over here. Don't look over here anymore. (laughs) Nothing to see here. That's that's the quotes that they Mm -hmm. used. And I'm just thinking if, um, if somebody asked, you know, us or that i'd probably like we have a great relationship we Mm -hmm. we spend time with our family we work together sure we get in arguments we piss each other off but i wouldn't say oh we have a fun flirty relationship it's just smiles and laughter over here is it what is it the 1930s (laughs) yeah you know what i mean it's smiles and laughter wait is that what i said it was um (laughs) yes nothing but smiles and laughter here jeez 
So that, that I feel like that should be the quote of the episode. Right. And but it's like for me, I was looking, I was like It's just not authentic again. It goes with that. Who says that? And then think that that's gonna deflect? Um the other one of these other quotes, so you know, these are from varied media sources, so take it with a grain of salt. Something like um page six, radar online, Marie Claire, uh country and town and country magazine. So you know, it's it's from a few. So um somebody said that Harry doesn't fit in with Megan's um at tacky tinsel town world. <laughs> but that I Hollywood. Yeah. But, but I, she's not really Hollywood though. No, she's not. That that's what when I think of Hollywood I'm thinking I'm gonna mention Reese Witherspoon. Yeah, well I mean and they also just had you know, the fallout with the Beckhams and whatnot. I but they're friends with John Travolta. And I was like, the Beckhams are John Travolta. That's not the same thing. Now, Harry and David will have known each other quite well over the years. Um, so I kind of understand that. Um, but yeah, vi- but if I was Victoria, I'd be like, well, why the well, they went to the we- Yeah, they went to the wedding, didn't they? That's uh-huh. right. They, yeah, they did Well, go then to there the was also rumors about... Um, how they're not really friends with George Clooney and stuff anymore either. So I don't know. I don't know what to believe. But if you're George Clooney, I'm sure Harry is a very interesting individual to talk to, given his his life, right? I'm, I'm, there's definitely stuff. Do you that think he talks about the same thing all the time, or do you think he like talks about different things? So I always heard. Um, Good manners, especially, and, and I think this came kind of more came from uh, like a kind of somebody from an Etonian background. But was good manners often mean asking more questions than you're asked and trying to find out about somebody uh, about their life? Uh-huh. And, and I imagine that's what I see with um, William uh, mm-hmm. when he's doing these pieces. And I think that actually just becomes natural. And I'm sure with Harry, that that that's him as well. And I think that's quite likable if somebody. Is in genuinely interesting. So I'm sure Harry. Do you think Megan does that? No, no, absolutely not. I, I mean, you, you know, she doesn't, um, because it's all about probably. Well, I'm doing this. Um, you know, we've bought this book, which is just about our lives. It's called uh, "F Me on the Lake," um, <laughs> and um, yeah. So, no, but so I can see Harry having those relationships, but Megan, I like especially Clooney and people like that. And I know his. I think wife was actually an activist, like mm-hmm. a human rights activist. Yeah. So she'd probably Amal. look. She'd probably look at Megan and be like, no, <laughs> no, <laughs> um, no. So I, yeah. So I, I mean, th- and Victoria Beckham was a Spice Girl, so she was. But I mean, Victoria Beckham's career has been better after the Spice yeah. Girls, right? From fashion. So and and sure, Megan wears clothes, but I don't know what if she thinks that's good fashion or not. She's actually, I just don't think posh doesn't. You know, Victoria Beckham. Sure, she'll like some publicity, but I don't think she she yearns it because she's never been a spokesperson. She's mm-hmm. never actually talked. Mm-hmm. Like it, it, it's not her thing. She's she's like the Olsen twins. Mm-hmm. You know, she'll pose in weird poses and look strange. And I actually, don't think I've heard her speak that much. Right. Yeah. So, but so it's interesting with the relationships. Um, so, so they said, you know, he doesn't fit in with that world. I don't think he does. Because I don't think, I think it probably is quite artificial, mm-hmm. and and he he's never had anything. I mean, it, it's a hereditary title, right? And there's there's artificial pieces like that, but 
there's just a lot of history behind it. There's, there's, you know, he's meeting people around the world that are really interesting people that have real life stories. Ellen and that type of group, I, I imagine, have very one-sided opinions. And mm-hmm. I th- I'm sure Harry over the years got to see array of different perspectives so mm-hmm. I, I don't think it does fit in him there and the other piece that I heard was usually in the summer Harry would be travelling a lot around the world um, with his friends or, or just doing kind of royal duties he doesn't have that anymore so California just doesn't fit his piece he's made some friends but we know what California's like mm-hmm. it's, it, it's, a, it's a very unique place it's a beautiful place but it's a new unique place socially Um and I, yeah, I, I, it doesn't surprise me that. So I think uh, Tacky Tinseltown world, I, I, I think Megan's part of that world is. Because mm-hmm. um, I just feel it's like, who are you being seen with rather than what is actually a, a yeah. friendship? Mm-hmm. Um, who can you use rather than... Yeah, and I think that yeah. that's, that's a lot of what that, that world is. Um, and because of that, now that they've they've kind of landed... Uh, in this space, they're trying to find what hit them because Harry was probably not thinking that sure they need to do some production, they need to do something to make money, but had no idea. Like I said, no experience in that world to know it was going to be like. Especially living in the US, all his home comforts are gone. Mm-hmm. They're completely gone. I also um, wonder why they went into um, like entertainment rather than other areas. Well, they did. They, I think that the the cast the net quite wide, right? They, they have business, they have things like that. Um, that better up thing is is strange. Um, it is really strange. So um, I'm going to kind of switch gears a, a, a little bit. Um, so it, it's it's vastly kind of known that there's no prenup. Oh, is there not? No, there's kind of two... Wait, no, but it, I don't believe... I don't believe she would have access to the royal family's money, though. So like, if there's no prenup, I feel like it would only be what Harry has. There's no way the royal family would let would let that. So, so there's a few things, like, reported. So, I, I, you know, I did some pretty extensive research in it. So, it, it's more of a celebrity piece than a royal piece of prenup. Also... Um, I don't know if prenups are, are, um, are, are, are technically recognized in the UK, but they are in the US. Yeah, but I. So that's what I read. Yeah. So, so. But are you saying if they got a divorce, she could take twenty percent of the royal family's money? No. So, so the the, the kind of the rumors that there's no prenup because. Um, they were quoted as saying it's an everlasting love. Yeah, now, I mean I, that's BS. But and okay. I think like when you, when you're that's in what the, everyone says that when you're in the honeymoon phase, yeah, of course. But they they live in a very different world. Also, I mean it's just I mean Harry, Harry, sorry to interrupt, but Harry hasn't been smart throughout this whole thing. Of course, Megan's gonna be like, oh, we don't need a prenup because she's not the one gonna shell out any money. Right. Yeah, so she's, she's gonna be like, so yeah. So she had seven million. He had uh, approximately eighty million of of assets. That's when they kind of got married. But obviously, I'm gonna say she. It would only be what Harry, what's under Harry, like that. That's the only thing she would have access to that she could get. Well, it wouldn't be what's under Williams or the royal family, like Charles. 
So here's what here's what um and I agree. Um here's what was kind of said or rumored. The Queen had three of her four children go through a divorce. Mm-hmm. So she was a lot more involved with this pieces and 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 it was rumored that she or somebody in the institution um at the had talked about a prenup and she said yeah and megan said i'm happy to sign as kind of a show of goodwill but they they said it wasn't the royal thing to do and then this was a rumor and 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 it looks like it's been fact-checked to be incorrect but um around the same time that they signed the wedding registry they also put um a prenup in front of her that um, basically, if they were to get divorced and they didn't have children, um, she would get next to nothing. But if she, she had children, then she would get support. Now, this has been pretty much all but being debunked because of the um, surroundings where this actually happened in the location of wherever they got... Was it Westminster um, Abbey? Um, oh, no, it was Windsor. Windsor, Windsor right. So, so, so there was a few things there. Um, what did... Diane, what did Diana and the other divorcees get? So I mean, they came from. Diana um, was told that she'd get security, but she um, said she didn't need it. She didn't, um, and I think she got tens of millions um, that she was kind of paid out um, estates and and stuff like that in terms of houses and and, and things. So I think she got. Um, I mean, she te- didn't. Didn't she live on royal property after the yeah. divorce? But yeah, Megan wouldn't. Yeah, and and that that's interesting now. So I think um, one. So here, here's the, the the pieces that I think are, are are pulling into it. The deals are failing, right? The, the, they haven't had anything that that's. I mean, spare has has been a success in, in regards to revenue, right? Um, so you could say yes, that's a success. I'm sure the publishing company are very happy with it. And he's got other books, but because of their other ventures that haven't really produced anything new, what else is he going to do? So the, this, there's the business stress that they have. There's the financial stress of thinking that these deals are going, so where are we going to find that money? There's the public stress because I don't think they're obviously in a good light. And then this is paying for the security stress and, and the upkeep of the, the Montecito uh, estate. Well, so there was rumors that they were looking to move and stuff. Yeah, so I, I think that the kind of like you said at the beginning, they're kind of lost. Um, Harry's now in Japan for a solo trip. Um, I thought I thought I thought he was there for business or something. It is. It's it's yeah. for a sporting piece, but it's a, a solo trip, right? So first, kind of very visual um, piece that they're apart. Um, so the the I guess the, the the kind of the biggest groundbreaking piece, and what I probably wanted to talk to you a little bit more about is. If they do get divorced, and I really hope they don't, just because of of, of the, the kids uh, involved, um, it would be sorted most likely outside of courts. Um, but Harry is really stuck here because the U.S. Uh, well, and even in the U.K., um, but especially because in the U.S. and he's not recognized here, um, he would not get custody of the kids. Um, so, and then if he, if they do divorce and he's in the US, he has nobody here. I mean, they could do like a 50-50 thing, I don't know. They might do, but then he's in the U- the, the US, right? I mean, they're celebrities, right? I don't so think normal thing, normal 
yeah, normal situations or normal things apply to them. So I'm sure they could do something. Um, I don't know. Maybe she could get paid off. So, give so you this, this is it. Well, they could be like, we give you this much and you can be a star in a Disney movie. So for, for, for her, it's kind of rumored that she'd get around about 80 million in um, a settlement for child support, basically. From Harry. From Harry and the Royals. They couldn't. I, I, and it'd be I, from Prince Charles. Uh, King Charles. I don't believe this. So that, like, like I said, this is all kind of spec. I mean, it's all bloody speculation because nothing's yeah. happening. Or, I mean, I don't. I just. I. I don't believe. I. I don't think she could come after the royal family. Because it's the, it's the kids. Yeah, it doesn't. No, but I mean. In so they they'd look at it as the future of the 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 their grandchildren rather than they wouldn't be thinking about her coming after them like they said if they if she didn't have children it's different but the the fact is they technically But I feel like King Charles would be very smart about it. I mean, he's kind of pulled the reins on how much, you know, his siblings and stuff get. So William and Kate are independent because they have the Duchy of Cornwall, but everyone else in the royal family gets paid. By, you know, Charles, sure. Charles, right? So he's already kind of pulled the reins. You've seen it with the, you know, well, evicting Harry and Meghan, but also trying to get Andrew out of that really expensive house and things like that. Um, so I feel like he would not, he would, I think, be very strategic about it. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. He wouldn't um, just be like, here's 80 million, because then she'd probably blow it in I a year. And then she'd be like, give me more. I think that was... um. An article from Hindustan Times. Um, he'd, I feel like he'd almost like give her budget. You get this much every month or something. I don't know. But yeah, it was also referenced in L as well. So th- there's been th- there's there's been a lot. Yeah, Hindustan Times is the comp- the main compensation ones. But um, look, I, I I think there's probably some truth. I know that the the biggest pieces are so. You know, custody is a big part. Um, then what happens with the royal relationship? So you know Paul Burrell? Yes. Um, Princess Diana's uh, ex-butler. Mm-hmm. So he was quoted saying in this last week... Is he the one that tried to sell her stuff? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Um, basically said that everybody knows... Uh, and this was also on kind of Sky News in Australia, um, everybody knows they'll end up in divorce and everybody knows that she'll get custody of the kids in the US. It's very forward. But he also said that um, Charles would uh, open, you know, welcome Harry. He said Charles and William would welcome Harry with open arms back into the family and he'd read be reunited if he was to get divorced. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think, he, you know, for somebody like that, and he said he knows Harry, he, and I think he's he's kind of one of those others that just doesn't think that this is the world for him. He also kind of the one that said he, he'd be traveling mm-hmm. right now. Um, now, I, I, I get that Charles, that the open arms piece, I definitely think Charles would be, because I think it makes him, from a PR piece, look good i mean it's also his son it's also his son but he's been i i don't know in in other moments he hasn't had the best of 
light put on him in terms of how he's reacted to stuff through history, right? In terms of it's been a little bit more selfish. Um, when in, he's older now. He's old, yeah, sure. So I, I'd, I'd expect, yeah, yes, it's his son. And also the PR piece, I think he'd, he'd look great if he kind of could bring Harry into that. Now for William, I don't know. I think on the surface it might be civil, but uh, I don't think you can take that stuff back. I, I don't think uh, enough water could ever go under mm-hmm. the bridge until maybe 30 years later, like when they're old men. Mm-hmm. Because um, I think they all know like what Megan is. Mm-hmm. And, and and this is what Paul Burrow said. I think he's seen now what it is now that kind of the, the rose-tinted glasses have come off. Mm-hmm. But the, the children piece is um, the stuff that's going to make it hard for Harry because... Paul Burrell said he always wanted to be a father. He's always wanted children. So, so what does he do in here? Um, and they said that he'd also get his royal titles and duties back if he mm-hmm. if he were to divorce her. Mm-hmm. That's kind of been uh, I- internally. That's kind of known. Um, and I think so. That's that's the other part of it. And I think that, that the other piece, which would be the concern, is what are Meghan's next step? So let's just. I don't think she'd do anything. Actually. She'd live off the money and do whatever she wants. I don't. I don't think she would. I think that'd be the wise thing to do. What but do you let's think just she'd say, do? say she tried to get back into acting, like she is now. I, no, I. I just. I just. What, think what can she do? What, like other than acting, which she was in one. I think she'd do a reality show, show. and I've talked about this. But she couldn't. I Harry would not let her show the children. She might not so show the children. She can talk about them. I guess so. And I think I think what it would and the reason why I said that let's just say eighty million. Right? Mm-hmm. Let's just say it's that. Sure, she can live off that, even with security and, and stuff. And she what she'll probably do is put in place that they're all family place for security for the for the children. Like as part of the agreement. I think that'd have it. So let's just say a net of eighty million. Of course she can live on that for forever. Um but from what everything that I've seen of her and how she acts in videos and from a, a kind of a, a psychological piece, I think she'd take that money and then think, okay, I'm at this level. I need to continue being there. Because as soon as Harry goes, she's just Prince Harry's ex-wife who... Well, I don't um, think really people would really care about her. Unless she does a spare. What do you mean a spare? I think she'd write a book. But like, well, but, but but what does she have after that? She'd just keep on reinventing it. I, I honestly no, think but I don't think she would. And I I think it's just more because from what I see of her character. I think the royal fam. I mean, the royal family's gone through a lot of probably crazy people, and I think they would surprise us. Personally, I mean, she's not the first crazy they've dealt with. They've been around for a while. And I think, and I'm sure, I am sure the institution and the, I'm sure the institution and the firm have both probably talked and discussed at length about this situation and if this were to happen. So So I am sure they have like, this is the plan. Like, you know, when, um, when, when the queen died, it was like London Bridge, you know, they had like a whole. Oh, okay. When she died, they all. They did what? Y- 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 <laughs> um, 
Well, let me find okay. it. Yeah, so contingencies, right? They have stuff planned if in the event of something. Um, I'm sure they've discussed it at length. But she's in the US and the, the kids are in the US. Yeah. So Operation London Bridge was the funeral plan for Queen Elizabeth. So when she died, it was like London Bridge is down. That's So I'm sure if this happened, they'd have some code word and have like a whole plan in place. Oh, yeah. yeah I see no, and it, oh, and they will know just like they do for every tour, right? Well, I know some tours have been hook, hiccups, but they've, I'm sure, extensively researched it. And, and and I think Megan can be bought. I I don't, and no one get mad at me, but I don't think her kids are at the forefront of her mind and the most important thing to her. I hope they are. But I think there are other things that the royal family could definitely offer her that she would probably go for. Yeah, I, I think... Um They'd probably have some very, very strong stipulations. I mean, like, so watertight. I don't think she'd get full custody of the children. I, I, I think they've... I don't think... Uh, again, I'm going to say, they've dealt with lots of crazies. But if it's She's in, not it, it wouldn't be up to the royal family, though. I'm, I think they've... I, I, just because it's in the U.S. Well, we'll see. The um, marriage was in the, in the U.K., though. And George was born in the UK. They are also probably both UK and US citizens. Who's George? No, not George. <laughs> Archie. Archie. <laughs> um, so. Yeah, and like I said. And, I, I and, and again, the wedding was in the UK. So if I, I, I don't know how, I don't know exactly how divorce and, but I don't know if it's like, oh, y- you get married in the UK, but you get you can get divorced in another country. I don't know if you have the, like, I don't yeah, know how no, that all I, works, I, I right? Even, and then Archie was also born in the UK. So I think there's a lot of things. Yeah, yeah, they live here. The kids are probably dual citizen. I mean, L- Lily bet definitely is. Oh. But, um, no, so I think there's a lot, a lot that would go into that. Yeah. Um, like I said, um, I think there's more to it. So I look kind of. I, I want to wrap up on this. We'll, we'll see what happens. I hope it doesn't happen. But what what is your from from what I've said and and the kind of the stuff that we've reported on over the last few months? Do you think there is uh, these rumors have some pre- uh, not precedent some some gravity to it, or do you think it's all just uh, tabloid stuff? Yeah, I mean, I think definitely before last week. Because we didn't see them, we didn't hear about them, we didn't anything, and there was lots of rumors, and they seemed like a part and stuff. So I think definitely then, and then it was literally a flood of media about them, that which I'm sure if if they are, you know, rocky, their relationship is rocky, I'm sure they were like, okay, well, let's release this to kind of get that off our back, right? Um, so So that could be it, or... Or I don't know, or maybe, or maybe the tabloids were trying to sell stuff. I don't know, but I mean, I know the Telegraph was the Telegraph the one that reported about him staying at the hotel. Like, it, there have been reputable sure, sources yeah. oh, that have reported some of these things. Um, it's not all like Page Six or yeah. you know, Hello Magazine or you know, yeah, no, you know, some of those. Um, yeah, so I don't know. It'll be interesting. Yeah, hopefully it doesn't happen. Um, but 
she's a she's a wild one. So we'll see. Yeah, gosh. But oh. I think the royal family is equipped and prepared now. I wonder if they saw the flags way ahead and he was just I think Paul Burrell said um, he was just what's it when you're like enchanted by her beauty. I was like, I mean, was she's she like a what are those siren? Yeah. Maybe. But I mean look I mean and that's another thing. You know, if he does go back, I definitely think they'll be guarded because one, they'll be like, Well, what if he gets enchanted by another enchantress? Yeah. And two, um, I'd be like, He didn't trust me enough to, you know, take what I was saying or what I saw over this enchantress. That's what I'll call her from now on. But you know what I mean? So I think there's a lot of layers to those relationships that they'd have to rebuild. And, yeah, I mean, there's him and William and him and Kate, right? I mean, he pulled Kate into it, which that's like, okay. I mean, it wasn't necessary to yeah, do it's, it's your family. Yeah, it's one thing to talk about me as your brother, but bringing my wife in is, right? uh, yeah. Yeah, so... Um, all right. Well, look, uh, like like I said, the, the thing that does it for me is um, we have a fun, flirty uh, relationship. And the more of all is nothing but smiles and laughter here, which again, I'm fine. <laughs> really? Absolutely. I'm fine. <laughs> totally fine. So we'll, we'll, we'll see if that kind of narrative uh, runs in. A um, couple weeks from now, we have two special guests, which I'm really looking forward to, my sister and uh, her lover. <laughs> <laughs> um, that should be a good one. We haven't really decided what we're going to talk about. Maybe I'll bring this up again. Yeah, we'll I see. I think that'll be a good p- perspective. Um, and we'll be back next week um, with uh, hopefully a little bit more news and with some yeah, with a new topic. Yeah, which haven't thought of yet. <laughs> All right. But thanks, everyone, for listening. If you enjoyed this episode, please give us five stars or a review and follow us on Instagram at Dutch and Baron. <laughs>